1: mother's breastfeeding experience changes drastically over time, starting from her child's birth throughout the months of her baby's life. Today, we continue our conversation in our series called Breastfeeding Expectations. Over 12 months, we will follow three new moms along their breastfeeding journeys, learning how they cope with breastfeeding challenges, and settle into a breastfeeding rhythm with their babies. This is The Boob Group, episode 43. Welcome to The Boob Group, broadcasting from the Birth Education Center of San Diego. I'm your host, Robin Kaplan. I'm also an International Board Certified Lactation Consultant and owner of the San Diego Breastfeeding Center. At The Boob Group, we're your online support group for all things related to breastfeeding. Have you signed up for our newsletter yet? This is one of the best ways to stay informed about our new episodes, giveaways, and blog posts. Also, if you sign up today, you will be entered into our giveaway for a free month membership to our Boob Group Club, which gives you access to all of our archived episodes. Now it's time for me to introduce our lovely moms who will be following for now the next five months. Ladies, would you please introduce yourselves? Jennifer Oliver.
2: I am 34. I work in arts education and I have two kids. Fiona is three and Bryson is now eight months.
3: Hi, I'm Cherry. I'm 31. I work in consumer research and I have one daughter. Her name is Callie and she'll be eight months next week. And hi, I'm Annie Hall. I am
4: 36 years old. I'm an architect, and I just have Ellie, who is almost nine months.
1: Oh, my gosh. Your kids are so old. (laughs) (laughs) That's crazy. I know. Well, welcome back to the show, ladies.
0: Sounds familiar. If your baby is going through another bout of bad diaper rash, then you need to give Dr. Mom Butt Balm a try. It was created by a mom who is also a doctor. When my kids were little, I remember using this thick, goopy cream to help soothe their sensitive skin. Ugh, it was so difficult to wipe off. Not with Dr. Mom butt balm. You only need a small amount, and it's really easy to apply and remove. It's also free of dyes, preservatives, and zinc oxide so it's gentle on your baby's delicate skin. Help your baby feel better and get relief from irritating diaper rash with Dr. Mom Butt Balm. Look for it on Amazon and Walmart.com.
1: Let's kick off today's episode with some unbelievable breastfeeding stories making headlines around the internet. All of these stories are posted on the Boob Group Pinterest board if you'd like to check them out. The article that I picked out today I thought was kind of apropos um, for you moms just because you are also working breastfeeding moms as well. So the article that came out on um, Valentine's Day, so a a little bit ago, um, the title is called Working Moms Don't Have a Fair Shot at Breastfeeding. And so um, this is kind of a response response into there was an article a couple days prior that said that the CDC came out and saying that more moms are breastfeeding and that the stats have really gone up. Um, but the problem is that they may be initiating more often, but carrying long term, kind of like we're talking about today, um, hopefully up to a year, if that's the mom's goal, um, that they're kind of being sabotaged when they go back to work so um, this woman um, Michelle zip who wrote the article said that she doesn't believe the campaigns in recent years will help those numbers go up for long-term breastfeeding um, and that's because of the major challenges most working moms face when it comes to pumping this isn't about mothers failing at breastfeeding this is about our country failing moms when it comes to maternity leave so we know that most other countries in the entire world um, have much better um, maternity leave um, for their mothers and so, um, just wanted to get kind of your take on this. What do you think? Cherry, you're shaking your head. Uh, or yeah, you're I nodding like, your don't head. Don't get say. me
3: started. Yeah. I feel like, um, I mean, I think these are two kind of separate issues, which I think she's making a point are related. But the one, you know, the, the one part about us not having long enough leave I think is completely true I mean so many women in other countries where they have you know Canada for example it's not that far away and they have you know 12 months of maternity leave and so if you only plan to breastfeed for a year you can do it and never have to pump at work Um, I feel very fortunate because I do have a a somewhat supportive work environment where you know we have a large number of employees and so I have a dedicated space and I have um, I have privacy do I have the time to go and do it no I've now you know I know I I was the last one out of the three of us to go back to work. So I was the, uh, I got to learn from everyone else's wisdom. Although I know some of you guys have kind of unique work situations. (laughs) Um, But I, it's hard. It's, it's, it's really, really hard. And I think you have to be um, very, very determined. But one of the things that I'm, learning more and more is that it doesn't have to be all or nothing. And I think so many people think that going back to work means you have to stop breastfeeding. And while it would be great if everyone was able to pump, I think that if you can't pump and, and um, you know, you, you decide that you want to give the baby formula while you're at work, it doesn't mean that, okay, that's it. Now baby's on formula completely because you can nurse before you go to work. You can nurse when you come home. You can nurse in the evening if there's night feedings. And so obviously um, all nursing would be great. But I think if you can't pump it doesn't have to be all or nothing
1: that's such a good point absolutely annie what's your response to the article
3: i think it's it's
4: twofold like cherry was saying that in europe and other countries it's it's just a different culture different mentality and it's not the way the u.s works so it would be amazing if we had 12 months to just dedicate to that first year um and i would definitely be ready to go back to work (laughs) 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 and pumping wouldn't be an issue um I think it, it is the challenge of, of no matter what um no matter what is changed about the focus of breastfeeding or whatever, there's still the challenge of the mom having to pump during the day. It's it's not yeah, it's not the issue of breastfeeding, it's just pumping. It's just having
3: time. Um, Who's
1: got the time? <laughs> Who's
3: got the time? And it's awkward, too, because even though I have this great space where, you know, they're doing all of these things because the law tells them they have to do these things. They're not really doing all these things because they're really worried about my breastfeeding relationship. <laughs> and so when I'm in a meeting that is going on forever and I've been sitting there for two hours and it was supposed to end an hour ago and I have another meeting that starts right after this. And so I can either leave this one early or go to the next one late. And, of course, no one in the room knows that I'm I'm pumping. I just, you know, I just have to get up and walk out. And so I've found that that's something that I have to do. And so it... It's awkward and it's uncomfortable and you know I, I don't want people to think poorly of me because I just got up and walked out of that meeting or I'm arriving to every meeting 15 minutes late The good news is on a, on a positive note just from my own personal experience we have about six different nursing rooms in my building and sometimes I will literally be running around the building with my pump trying to find one that's open because that's I'll get to one and people. there's someone in there wow. and then I run up another flight of stairs so that's how I'm getting my exercise but it, <laughs> even though it's really irritating and frustrating to me it makes me feel really happy to know that there are other women in my workplace, even if I don't know who they are, and I haven't met them before. um, You guys should set up an
1: Outlook calendar for reserving the rooms. Yeah. I was just
3: thinking, um, in
2: regards to Cherry's last statement, I was thinking about productivity. And I was thinking about, you know, I'm struggling so much with just trying to get my job done, um, and trying to appear, (laughs) and I say appear, (laughs) like I have everything together. And that um, I'm just as productive as I've always been. And so for me, I think that pumping, that adds sort of that extra layer of difficulty. Besides the fact that I'm getting little texts about my daughter or my son, and besides the fact that I'm thinking about them or uploading pictures on my computer, besides all of that, (laughs) (laughs) I also need to go take time out to pump. So sometimes I just... I, you know, sometimes I just go through a good chunk of time where I just don't pump because I just, I need to get stuff done. I got to get to a meeting and then I got to go do a site visit and it's too hard to do it in the car and I don't have time to set it up and, you know, and these things are running through my head. But I think what Sherry was saying before, which is it's not all or nothing. So, you know, I have the days where I feel like, oh, wow, I did a really great job today. I pumped, you know, uh, enough. And then I have the days where I completely failed. I just went to Sacramento <laughs> and came back. I was gone for eight hours. I pumped once. So, I mean, and I think that, that fortunately, if I can just sort of have good days and bad days and, the, and sort of overlapping them, then it won't change <laughs> my flow. Um,
1: that's the only thing that I get concerned about. Today on the Boob Group, we're discussing Annie, Jen, and Cherry's breastfeeding experiences and what they've been like during their baby's eighth month of life. So, ladies, I, I always love to open this up with just kind of doing a little check-in and say, like, what does breastfeeding look like when you are breastfeeding and essentially an almost eight-month-old or, or an eight-month-old? And um, what, what's going on with all of that? So, Jen, jump in. I have Bryson. He's sitting on my lap, and he's like. Ah, ah, ah,
2: ah. And I'm trying to get the boob out, and pulling it out, and I finally get it out, and he latches on, and then he goes, ah, and he throws his body back, and he looks out side, sideways, and is no longer breastfeeding, and is, <laughs> has his eyes trailing his sister, uh-huh. and then I have to go, Bryson, Bryson, focus, focus, Bryson, we're eating now.
1: <laughs> and that's what it looks like for nice. me. Nice. So, so Distracted would be a word that would describe that all right but super excited to breastfeed but then like mm, yeah shiny (laughs) oh shiny yeah Yeah. Fiona's making noises awesome all right how about you Terry
3: it's a little less violent than it was
1: (laughs) Oh yeah, you were totally getting beat last, up last time. I was,
3: I was. I was getting uh, viciously attacked. I won't say that I'm not getting attacked anymore, but it, it's getting better. I wish I could tell you what I did so that I have this like word of wisdom for someone else. and Patience. I think it was just patience. patience. And I, I, yeah. I tried a lot of kind of redirecting her attention somewhere else. Um, I bought some like nursing jewelry that hasn't even arrived yet, which I'm like super <laughs> frustrated about. But maybe by the time it arrives, she'll go through like, you know, some other phase. But I have been wearing some sort of a necklace that she can kind of play with or twiddle with. Um um, but also also a lot of distraction. I think she is so excited to see me. It's funny. She loves being home with my husband during the day. And they have such a great relationship. And she's m- happy most of the time. But the second I walk in the door, she will not be with him. And so sometimes I'll take her. And then I say, okay, you take her back so I can just quickly go and get changed and get undressed. And she will just, you know, she, she wants to nurse right away. And it, in a way, it's kind of nice because it... It makes working easier. It kind of feels like I can come home at the end of the day. And I remember reading this in books even, and I was like, eh, I don't know about it. But I can come home at the end of the day, and it's like, I never left, and we just pick up right where I left off. And she can have a full bottle that she's in the middle of taking as I walk in, and she like, forget the bottle. I want the booze. So... <laughs> It's di- she's still distracted, but at the same time, I'm I'm enjoying it more because those moments are, are sort of more precious. As long as they're not at three in the morning, but we're always <laughs> but we're always nursing at three in the morning, so we'll talk about that later. <laughs>
1: <laughs> How about you, Annie? What does breastfeeding Ellie look like right now?
3: Um,
4: well, I, I have one side that's um, not as great of a flow as the other, and so she definitely stays more focused on the side that flows more. But so I usually start on the side that doesn't flow, so that it just keeps coming and that's the side that she latches on and she just when she finally gets onto it she goes hmm (laughs) and then it's she looks off to the other way and if jesse's there she's following jesse my husband and she's just looking around or she looks outside or she just looks at if the tv's on or you know it's everything's very interesting and then i i ellie no no the we're eating right now. This is what we're doing. Let's go. And I rotate her body again. And then she latches on again. And then she's. just gets mad. They're strong. I
3: mean, Kelly fights back when I do that body rotation. It doesn't work very well. And I'm like, how are you so strong? You're like 16 pounds. How are you so strong?
4: (laughs) Then when I switch her to the other side, she usually stays on a little bit longer, but it's not as long as it used to be. So I can't tell if the flow is just perfect and she's getting enough or if it's just... I mean, I know she's getting enough. She's chunky. Um, <laughs> but, I, I st- of course, I'm still thinking, well, I don't know if it's enough. Maybe it's reducing. Maybe I...
1: <sighs> yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah t- well, let's talk about this distractibility because I, I posted this question on our Facebook page um, to ask, what does nursing like for other people's? babies of eight months old and literally it was distraction 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 (laughs) biting distraction biting biting distraction and just like what the heck like essentially like we thought we had passed this kind of you know early breastfeeding issues and now there's just a whole slew of other stuff going on and so um you know and a lot of moms were saying um as well as are my babies starting to self wean? Like, is this the process right around eight months? And so I was like, well, I don't think that they self wean at this age, but I wanted to look it up just to make sure. So I looked it up. And um, so, self weaning, like biologically normal self weaning, is actually between 18 months and two years. So, what the heck is going on with babies that are about eight months old that makes moms feel like um, that they're self-weaning. And so mostly this distractibility, seeming that they're not super excited about breastfeeding, but really it comes down to what is going on in the baby's world that is so exciting that the breast is not. So obviously when you come home, Cherry, and Callie's like, oh my god, I'm so excited. um, You know, that's obviously a different situation, but You might find um, that, especially since she's coming up on this kind of 8 to 10 months, that's when the distraction kind of rears its ugly head. And so, you know, some of the reasons is because some moms do find that their supply tends to go down, especially if they're back at work and they're not able to keep this kind of regimented, pumping um, so we cannot we'll talk about that a little bit um, but also just rapid weight loss um, which is something that I noticed with myself was the minute I started losing too much weight unintentionally but just I didn't have time to eat while I was pumping and working and doing all this kind of stuff and so that did tend to drop my supply but also the fact that um, neurologically there's so much going on that there's they're sitting up they're starting to crawl they're getting super excited they're ridiculously strong like you're seeing with with Callie, like they, and they're determined, but not always determined to breastfeed. They're determined to see what everything else is going on. Um, And then they'll come back to the breastfeeding when they have time, essentially. Um, And then the other thing is just, really loving their solids. And so when babies are really into their solids, they sometimes will start taking more and then the breastfeeding kind of gets pushed to the wayside a little bit. And so I was looking up also how much solids babies should eat and up to a year 25% Twenty-five percent of their nutrition should be from solids. I know you're laughing, Jen,
3: and we know Bryson's a big <laughs> solids guy. That is not the case. Well, at and, our house. and again,
1: <laughs> this is again, this isn't a utopian world. Okay, so we're balancing
3: out because Callie hasn't had any solids. So you oh, and exactly. I, there we there go. There it. It's perfect.
1: You're balancing out, but but you know, some just to kind of keep a frame of reference was my point in saying this. Not that you're not doing the right thing. That's not what I'm, I'm not passing judgment, my dear, I promise. I just flunked this one. <laughs> you did okay. not, you did not <laughs> flunk it. But so babies should be taking about 25% of, so- of their nutrition from solids and about 75% from breast milk. So that being the case, how do we, that that would in turn keep up a mom's supply if the baby was feeding that much. So we also posed a question about what do people do when their babies are, becoming distracted so what what kind of things have you found I know Callie hasn't really hit her stride with the distraction because she was much more distracted before but Cherry you mentioned like the necklace you're wearing like how does that help with distraction
3: it just gives her something to focus on so that she's still She's her body position and her head is still in the right place, but there's something else for her to look at. I was like about to show you, and then I'm like, well, no one (laughs) no one can see me demonstrating. Um I found that sometimes I need to like turn the TV off if the TV's on. And I'm I'm guilty of that. I always like have some some sort of distraction. Put my phone down, that irritates her. Like then she's like, Oh, if you're looking away, I'm gonna look away, or wait, what's on your phone? Maybe I want to look at your phone. Um, and so sometimes if I can just get it going, then it's easier for me to then okay, sneakily pick my phone back up or to then turn the TV on or do something afterwards, but try and have a little bit more sort of quiet and focus. Um, I'll, I'll take her into another room when I come, you know, and then it's only Nick. So I can't imagine with Fiona for you, that must be, you know, it's like super exciting going on. So um, Kelly will probably be distracting another baby one day. But I think the fact that it's just Nick and she's like, Oh, I've been with him the whole day, been there, done that. And we usually just go upstairs or go sit down somewhere. And, I find that the jewelry is definitely um, helping a little bit or to try and have a toy. I think we spoke about this last week. I discovered soft toys. Soft. I oh, because because she was beating you with it. Yeah, I was giving her like a rattle and then I was getting hit and smacked in the face. And it, yeah, she's so strong. Um, and so it's been, it's been getting a little better. And as much as I hate the fact that we still nurse throughout the night and that the recycling is continuing... I love it because she is so good. I mean, there's no distractions. She's not even awake. She's just nursing. I don't get hit in the face. I don't <laughs> get punched. Um, I actually have bruises. I discovered bruises all over me and I couldn't figure out where they were coming from and I realized it's from her kicking me yeah. I do bruise pretty easily but um so at least at night she's not you know she's not distracted and that's the majority of of when I'm nursing her yeah. so
1: how about you Annie what what's worked with you for um keeping Ellie's distraction level
4: down I think it's all of those things it's just Finding a quiet space and going where Jesse's not on the phone pacing in the house. (laughs) Why do you have to pace? (laughs) Right next to me while we're breastfeeding. And why do you have to talk louder? I I don't get it. (laughs) It sounds like my house. (laughs) Anyway, so and most of the time that I'm noticing it is on the weekends when I'm breastfeeding her exclusively throughout the weekend. So I don't know. I don't think I do anything. In the morning, it's in her room. At night, it's in her room. And then during the day, it's in the living room. And, and I just deal with it. Yeah. And I just pull her back. And then I just pull her back again. And then mm-hmm. I don't know. And then I try to stay away from wherever Jessie is facing. <laughs> well, the other thing I've been doing, too. Which I have
2: to do that with my daughter, but she's three.
4: <laughs> <laughs> He's on the phone. I mean, it's not all the time. It's just this one time that it happened. And I just looked at him like... Really? Y- you see what's happening. Here. <laughs> you, maybe you don't get it. You don't. You know. You don't get it because it's not happening to you.
3: You know. You're not in charge of it. Uh, anyway, so, what were you going to say, Cherry? Oh, um, oh, I don't know. I've just forgotten. Oh, I know. I do know. I do know. That, that's that's what happens to me at work. By the way, um, I I've also just kind of like. I just don't fight it that much anymore either. Like if she's super distracted and she keeps pulling off, I'm like, whatever, fine. You don't want it that badly. If Uh you don't want it, I don't, you know, I don't force it. And she, she'll either go to whatever's got her attention or she'll turn around and come back to me if she really wants it. And she's usually pretty focused when she's really hungry. And so I just, I don't, I don't force the issue. And that's, I think that's actually probably, I forgot about that, but that's probably been the most helpful thing. Mm -hmm. Um, just waiting for her to decide that she's going <laughs> to pay
1: attention <laughs> how about you Jen
2: yeah I don't I, I was just thinking all of the above but then none of the above we have a little bit of difficulty in the sense that I feel like I'm, I'm not quite producing as much um, as I as I need to be and I'm okay with that part of that has to do with being at work and not being uh, with him full time but um, what's happening at home is that um, he, it's almost it's almost as if he's he's kind of checking out a little bit from breastfeeding right now and I know that he's so interested in solids and I think he's kind of substituted solids for for wanting to breastfeed and so I can't I can't like give up on on the breastfeeding with him because what he'll do is he'll start and the flow will start and then he'll stop and then he won't want to. And if I go with that, then that the, it actually just keeps continuing to happen in that same way. And I'm 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 already starting to produce a little bit less, mm-hmm. um, so I have to kind of kind of force it a little bit. And um, I'll go into another room. I'll ask Fiona to try and be quiet. <laughs> um, I will. What else do I do? I you know I, I toys don't work because then he actually just pulls himself off and wants to play with the toy. Um, mm-hmm going into the other room doesn't completely work because then he's looking around trying to figure out where Fiona went. <laughs> <laughs> it's so cute. Um, it's really cute, but it doesn't work that well for breastfeeding. And um, and I can't put something over the top of him either because then he just wants to play with the scarf or whatever is lying on top of him.
1: Have you tried nursing him in a carrier in the house?
2: No, I haven't tried that. I could try that. Um,
1: I remember my my sister in law used to nurse her kids. I, I don't think she did in the house, but she was out and about all the time. Once she had an older child
2: mm-hmm. in
1: the home, and um and those babies used to nurse, and th- sometimes they would just get on there for five minutes, but they had free access to it all the time, and so and then they'd fall asleep in there and stuff. So that might be, yeah, that might because it's kind of like try. putting the yeah. it's kind of like putting the blinders on the horse, you know? It's like all of a sudden they're just really like face and boob, right. and um. And the
3: carrier creates, like, a little bit of a, because I also can't use blankets and scarves and things. She doesn't want to be covered up. But the carrier sort of creates this little bit of a shield, Mm -hmm. Um, like you said, the sort of blinders, you know, to um, what's going on outside.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, just just a thought. Yeah, no, just, that's something I'm to just try. Throwing, I throwing thoughts out
3: there. I, I'm letting you throw it, but I'm actually nodding and
2: thinking to myself, I'm not oh, going not to do <laughs> it.
1: Yeah, <laughs> well, maybe one of our listeners <laughs> will. Thanks a lot. Well, on. Maybe
2: one of the <laughs> listeners will do it. Well, for several reasons: one, because I don't own a carrier like that, and two, because Bryson's actually pretty independent. And he doesn't actually want to be held um, and walked around the house being held a lot. He actually really wants to be down uh, on his own on his own body interacting with his sister. It is his most favorite thing in the world is to figure out where she is and to try and figure out how to do whatever she's doing. So so I don't think he'd actually be that keen on it, but
3: um don't but, tell my husband this, but we have like 101 carriers. So if you change your mind, you let me know and I'll lend you one. Thank you. He doesn't know how many we have.
1: <laughs> All right, ladies. Well, um we'll be right back in just a second.
5: You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator
1: Well, I want to jump into one last question before we're done. Um, and essentially, th- the biting and teething, that's one of the things that's definitely come up a lot. You all mentioned it as well as um, a lot of our Facebook friends mentioned it as well. And so um, how, who has, whose babies have teeth and how has it been going with that? Um, have you been bitten
4: yet? Annie. Um Ellie has two teeth on the bottom, well one and a half I guess. <laughs> and I don't I don't think I've been bitten. I I have one side that hurts you more than know. the other. Yeah, I think I would know. Yeah. I think that when they come in on the top is when I'm a little nervous about that yeah. cuz the tongue covers up the bottom.
2: Yeah.
4: Um so no, I haven't been bitten. What I've what she's done though is she just, you know, she it's part of her distraction is and recognizing her world around her is that she's looks back and looks at it. <laughs> gets a little closer and then her hand comes up and she kind of starts to like swat her she, she's this smacking is your breast not for play this is food and let's go this is business um but yeah so that's, <laughs> that's what's happening but no biting yet No
1: biting How yeah about she you? looks
4: at it and then she kind of like flicks Flex it, it. <laughs> like, don't f- that's i can't even say the words just no Mm-mm. and that's part of my senioritis these are mine yeah. Sh- I want these back. <laughs> <laughs> and the whole pumping. Well, no, I mean breastfeeding. I, I absolutely yeah. love the pumping part. Is the part that totally yeah, I could like mm-hmm.
2: Jen. Have you been bitten? I have been bitten. Um, Bryson's got two bottom teeth. Um, he has. He's so cute. I think I talked about this last time. He bit me once, and I oh, yelped I at him. This. And he, he looked at me, and, he, and his <gasps> eyes got all bubbly, and he started oh, to like no. get crocodile tears. I felt so bad because I – and the reason I had such a dramatic response is because, one, one, it hurts, but, two, because – Fia, my first sh- that was actually a problem I actually had to work with her not to bite me because she thought it was extremely funny <laughs> so when I would when she would bite me and then I would have a reaction she would laugh so I had to get really stern and you know and show my no face so I looked at him and I showed my no face and then he started crying yeah. and then I felt so horrible because um, he was so sad about it so he hasn't actually done it again so I think he's so it a cool. it works. yeah Yeah, he's pretty sensitive.
3: Um, Kelly is um, got two on the bottom that are coming through. And, you know, I just suddenly noticed that it looked a little bit sort of like inflamed. And when I put my finger in there and I run my finger over it, I can feel Feel the little bumps. Yeah, I can feel the little The puppy puppy teeth. (laughs) But how long did they take to actually come through? Like, a while. Think, yeah. yeah, it totally it depends. Be okay, because the first day that I saw them and felt them, the next night, you know, she went to bed, the next morning, I looked to like see they're going to be like a tooth <laughs> just like there. I had no clue. So, yeah, so I'm a little bit nervous, but now that you mentioned the whole thing about bottom versus top teeth, I'm like, eh, okay, maybe I shouldn't worry so much. It's just too, <laughs> two bottom teeth. But because she was biting me so much before when there were no teeth and it was so incredibly painful, I think that's why I was just a little apprehensive about the I teeth. I would be Well, nervous. she's
4: probably going to bite. Yeah, yeah. Just, I would just expect her yeah. to bite, yeah.
3: and I know part of her doing that recently has—I mean, part of it's been playing, and you know, she thinks it's funny, kind of like mm-hmm. Fiona did. But I also think part of it too is it, its the same thing of just it feels good to have something against her gums, and she's just she'll use anything. And so, if my nipple is the closest thing, then my nipple is what she's using to rub against. Totally. The of her teeth.
1: Well, a couple tips for um, for biting would be—you know—one of them is if they're distracted. So if they're, if they're starting to kind of chomp around a little bit because they're not super involved in the, in the breastfeeding moment, just taking them off and letting them have their space. Um, the teething little necklaces, um, well, either the amber necklaces for kind of the pain or using some sort of like teething gel can be helpful too just because sometimes babies bite because they're trying to relieve the pressure in their jaw and in their gums. Right. And so remo- helping them to kind of relieve that pressure and then putting them on to breastfeed can be super helpful. Um, and then... Like you, um,
3: you had purchased Callie some, um, did you say some little nursing necklaces? I got there like silicone grade, um, sorry food grade silicone so Mm -hmm. that she can say for her to put in her mouth and stuff it just hasn't I bought it online it hasn't arrived yet well so so
1: those can be really helpful too because if she's kind of biting take her off let her chew on that and then when it's kind of like babies in when the beginning when they're chewing on their hand and then when they finally stop they're there at the restaurant they're ready to eat and so same type of thing now where if she's distracted or she's biting give her that to chew on and then come back to the breast when she's ready and definitely you know as you guys get into your babies being a little bit older you can still have the conversation with them now, they may not understand it as much but just saying no and taking them off and ending the feeding session for that point and then if they start looking for it again you can always re-offer it but just you know biting means no feeding and then see what happens there but All right, ladies. Well, I just want to thank you all for sharing your experiences breastfeeding your babies during their eighth month of life. I cannot believe that they're already eight months. And if you are one of our Boob Group Club members, this interview isn't over for you yet as Annie, Jen, and Cherry will be briefly discussing their favorite solid foods for their little kiddos. And if you want to learn more about the Boob Group Club, please check out our website at theboobgroup.com. Before we wrap things up today, here's Denise Altman with some nursing basics for the new mom.
5: Hey there, Boob Group. My name is Denise Altman, and I'm a private practice IDCLC, otherwise known as a registered lactation consultant. Private practice means I have my own business, and I specialize in prenatal education and breastfeeding support. This session is about prenatal prep to breastfeeding, something I definitely have an opinion about. Have you thought about taking a breastfeeding class? Perhaps you've been reading books or checking websites all over the Internet, talking to your friends, that sort of thing. However, a good breastfeeding class is a great way to prepare you for getting started. However, this is also something that you want to explore before actually signing up. A breastfeeding class may be held in a hospital or birth center, but it also may be offered through doulas, lactation consultants, uh, even some maternity or baby stores when considering a class the first thing you need to do is find out about the content what are they teaching if you're going to take this class you already get that there are advantages and benefits to breastfeeding why waste your time sitting in a room hearing more about that it's interesting but it may not necessarily get you off to the best start what you really need are the nuts and bolts the how tos how to know the baby's getting enough how to get started what normal newborn behaviors are along with other things that you need to learn, such as where to find help, where to find your resources, both in and out of the hospital or birth center. In order to identify this information, it's a good idea to talk to the class instructor themselves, find out where they're coming from, what their practice background is. If the person teaching the class is someone who just handles pump rentals and sales and really doesn't work with nursing mothers, this may not be the ideal choice for you. You may want a class instead that's taught by a registered lactation consultant or other birth advocate. Don't discount the Leche League meetings. This is a great place to learn about the basics of breastfeeding as well as see what normal breastfeeding looks like. I hope that the information in this section can get you started on exploring your options. For additional tips on choosing a breastfeeding class, please visit my website at FeedYourBaby.com and keep listening to the Boob Group.
1: If you have any questions about breastfeeding or parenting that you would like to ask one of our experts, please call our Boob Group hotline at 619 866 4775, and we'll highlight it on an upcoming episode. Thank you to all of our listeners. I hope you'll visit our website, theboobgroup.com, and add your stories about breastfeeding your eight month old in the comment section of this episode's page. Coming up next week, we'll be discussing breastfeeding the dairy intolerant baby. Thanks for listening to The Boob Group, your judgment free breastfeeding resource. This has been a new mommy media production. The information and material contained in this episode are presented for educational purposes only. Statements and opinions expressed in this episode are not necessarily those of new mommy media and should not be considered facts. While such information and materials are believed to be accurate, it is not intended to replace or substitute for professional medical advice or care and should not be used for diagnosing or treating healthcare problem or disease or prescribing any medication. If you have questions or concerns regarding your physical or mental health or the health of your baby, please seek assistance from a qualified health care provider.
0: Hey, mamas. Don't forget to check out Mighty Moms. It's our online community built for new moms just like you. Not only can you connect with other moms, but you can also join us backstage for special mom-only online events. And you'll also be notified when we're recording so you can join us as a special guest. Visit our website, newmommymedia.com, and click on the Mighty Moms banner. It's free. That's newmommymedia.com. See you there.